G'day, it's Kevin Hillier. Welcome to this edition of the Big W Podcast. This is our season review part two. In part one, uh, we heard from the President, the CEO and the Liston Trophy winner. In this uh, podcast, you will hear from our senior coach and from our senior captain, so Michael Sotomarco and Mark Williams, to join me very shortly. And we thank our terrific sponsors, uh, not only the footy club and uh, uh, the always uh, always around the place, uh, Balan Holden uh, with Tino and uh, Robin and Mark and Paul and everyone. We thank them for their continued support of the club. But our podcast sponsors, the Australian Building Company, Homes for unbelievable prices. You have to check it out. If you're a first home buyer, they have a deal on that uh, will uh, will just make your heart jump. Uh, and you can check out the uh, the quality of their work. They're uh, part of the uh, display village up at uh, New Haven in Tarnit. Got a display home there. You can see exactly what they're capable of doing and it's really, really top of the range stuff. But it's not a top of the range price. Skybus, uh, if you're heading to the airport, this is the best way to go. Don't have to worry about parking problems. It doesn't cost you a fortune. It is absolutely affordable and even more affordable for Werribee Footy Club members. Uh, and they uh, they get you there on time. And uh, they've uh, they've come around a lot too. Very frequent uh, transportation to, to and from the airport. Cryo Waste Management. You can check out uh, what they have to offer. It's clean efficient and sustainable waste management services that you might need to call on, give them a call, 1300 267 4696. And of course, if you've got a uh, celebration of any kind coming up, be it a birthday, a Christmas function for work, a Christmas function for the family, and you don't want to have it at home, why don't you have it at Churnsides by the River? Uh, give Deanne a call on 97416688. Range of different packages and options and uh, all the things that you can check out and just go and have a look at the room and uh, see how uh, how good it would look and how, uh, how much you'd have a great time there. Churnsides by the River, 97416688. I uh, hope you enjoy uh, this podcast coming up. Uh, Michael Sotomarco, the captain of the Werribee Football Club. But first up, let's get to the senior coach. Our season review uh, Big W podcast. This is part two, and in this one, you'll hear Mark's Michael Sotomarco shortly and Mark Choco Williams right now. Hello, Choco. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Have you had a chance to kind of catch your breath from uh, from uh, the hurly burly of the the final game of the season, the the listed medal, and a chance to kind of uh, have a little reflection back on the year? <clears throat> yeah, I have to some degree. We um, uh, what's what's the take? Uh, and you know we uh, we had a three hour coaches meeting to uh, you know review a little bit of the season and uh, you know at the same time I've been out uh, with Stu Bellick uh, uh, we've been checking out some uh, new players and uh, trying to recruit as well so things uh, things don't stop that's for sure. Yeah, it's not like you put a full so you put a full stop on the season, but not on uh, the ongoing, uh, I guess, relationship and, and things that you have to do in the footy club. Uh, having a look back on the on the season, I wanted to ask you to, to kind of uh, put in uh, some uh, some reflection for us in terms of where you see the club's position in the competition at the moment. Well, it's reflected by the uh, the standing. So I don't know we finished fifth or sixth, whatever it is, but. Um, you know, I think that we've been very competitive this year, which was a, a wonderful thing to, uh, you know, all our supporters and sponsors could come and, uh, and you know, really be confident that, uh, you know, they get the run for the money, if you like. And that, that was great to uh, to be able to put a, uh, a young side together with a lot of uh, new faces and, uh, you know, in the end, uh, you know, I suppose on the list of trophy nights, get five players in there 
in the team of the year and uh, someone to win the Liston Trophy, someone to win the Rising Star, you know, uh, it's a reflection of, uh, you know, the great work that's been done at the club and, um, you know, uh, you know, it's a credit to all the, all the people involved, whether it's, um, you know, players, coaches, admin or uh, or the board, it's, uh, it's been a good year. Yeah, you didn't walk in as a naive person into the coaching role. You walked in as someone with uh, you know terrific credentials and and obviously a wonderful CV when you walked in the in the front door. Was it a, was it a bigger job than you thought to to get to where you are where, finished up at the end of the season than when you started? Uh, yeah, especially in, the, in regard to uh, setting processes in place, uh, trying to get new staff, and then uh, you know making sure that everyone's on the same page. Um, uh, it, it's difficult to uh, recruit, you know, so that that takes a, a lot of time and effort. And um, and then, uh, as I said, uh, once everyone comes, it's making sure that everyone knows what each person's job is and how they fit in and how important they are to uh, to us winning. I guess that's part of the, the, the question, as I phrased it, in terms of where we sit in the competition. Well, when you came in, probably uh, that recruiting thing was... was Difficult. Can you see that becoming more, uh, or not easier, but more uh, readily able to address in a more positive manner as we go along, and and you have the success like that we've had this year. Yeah, well, you know, since the end of the year, we've had people ringing us uh, asking us if they can come and play and, yeah. uh, and be an assistant. So that, that, that's certainly a uh, a different thing from last year. Um, but, you know, uh, until they actually sign on the line and we actually uh, uh, look at the list uh, and compare it with uh, this time, um, we, uh, you know, we compare the new list to what we have now, uh, we can't really uh, say that it's been uh, better. But, uh, uh, you know, we are, we're hopeful of it. Uh, without any doubt, you know, we're uh, we're better placed now than we were before in regard to... Uh, uh, you know, just knowing um, and everyone knowing what uh, what we're what's the next step and what we're uh, what we're looking forward to. Uh, coaching's obviously a movable feast. It changes, very, you know, who's available, who isn't available, who's injured, who's not injured. All those things factor into it. But in terms of uh, what you've achieved out of uh, 2019, heading into 20, uh, 2020, a really positive attitude yourself about what what's gone on and what's what's in front. Uh, yeah, but. Again, uh, five people, you know, two people, five people, anyone, any number of those might get drafted. And if that happens, then it's, uh, it's like, uh, you know, back to the drawing board again. So, you, you know, you go a few steps forward and a few steps back and then have to reestablish, uh, you know, relationships within the group and, and you know, uh, connections between the forwards and the backs and all, all of those things. And, you know, we don't take any of those things for granted. And we know how important each little step is to... Uh, to making the outcome uh, successful. Can I ask you, uh, the, it's been much talked about since uh, Tom Gribble won the uh, won the Liston Trophy the other night, that you put a, uh, a team up uh, at the start of the year, uh, about five or six weeks uh, prior to the first game of the season. You said, uh, if we picked a team now, this would be the team. Uh, it's been talked about that that was, a, that was a tactical ploy by you to give some players a bit of a G up, or it was, uh, it was not a tactical ploy by you. Can, can you answer that one way or the other? Um, well, it's a little bit of both because uh, people had told me he's a good player, but uh, you know uh, what I'd seen in relation to you know the output at training and the commitment at training compared to others, it, it didn't reflect that. So uh, you know, um, 
Uh, I, I knew fully and at the time I said that uh, this is what I would be doing if we were playing a game now. Uh, you've got time to get into the side by um, you know, your actions and that's kind of what happens. And you need to be um, you need to be fair on everyone that's uh, putting in their effort. And uh, you know, to Tom's credit, he uh, he really got on board and uh, you know he had a wonderful year. And you know, all credit to him and all uh, congratulations from uh, you know everyone at the club. Uh, it's uh, you know it's a lovely individual thing, but it also certainly enhances the uh, the value of the, of the club as well. And uh, and uh, you know he was thanking John Lamont and you know the previous coaches down at uh, Geelong Falcons. And it is a long journey to you know his family and all, all the all the people and all the uh, you know especially the midfield you know coach with uh, Mick Barlow and uh, Jack Henderson. Uh, sorry, Jack. Um, Fitzpatrick, but at the same time, all, all the other midfielders and, and all the other players, you know, they all play a little part in uh, in his success. The uh, the five boys being named in the uh, in the team of the year is obviously a really good reflection of of the team performance and and the fact that Werribee did perform as a team this year. Yeah, you know, you, you don't get picked as a team, though. you get picked as individuals. So uh, they uh, they had standout years, and uh, you know, there are two or three others that uh, were probably unlucky as well, but. Uh, uh, you know, it's um, it's it's great that they were recognised in that regard, and uh, you know, we look forward to um, them uh, progressing even more. And uh, you, know, you know, Mick Barlow's going to play him better next year because he's not going to be injured. And you know, we we already can find reasons why we're going to be better. And uh, so we we just uh, you know can't wait to get back out to uh, pre-season training and uh, you know see um, you know the I suppose the, the most uh, interesting thing is the first day we ever trained, we found Bior and, uh, you know, we didn't know of him. He stood out at the, the time trial and from that time he's, uh, you know, taken steps forward all the time and, and uh, you know, there, there could be, and we, we expect there will be others that are like that uh, that we can find that we don't even know about right now. Yep. The other uh, part of the uh, kind of club question I wanted to ask you was where, where you see uh, the club standing in the community at the moment, a community that you've come into in the last 12 months and, and certainly embraced. Uh, where do you see the club sitting in, in the big grand scheme of things of uh, the uh, the city of Wyndham? Well, you know, uh, I'm uh, delighted uh, uh, your local team is uh, uh, heading a banner in, uh, in the uh, Star Weekly. Uh, I just love the, that it says that and... Uh, uh, I would like to think that we are uh, the team that um, everyone in the Wyndham area and Werribee area uh, jump on board. Um, I, I still think there's a way to go. You know, we are open armed with uh, embracing anyone that wants to come and be part of it, whether it's volunteers, whether it's sponsors, whether it's um, uh, supporters, uh, members, uh, anyone, you know, uh, from any uh, background. They want to use our uh, facilities. If they want to use our uh, our uh, function area, you know, we we want people to come and see uh, that that uh, uh, Avalon Oval as uh, just uh, and Chenside Park is just a, a part of of the of their backyard basically, and uh, you know, open come in and and do what they want to do. And um, you know, I I think it's uh, it's moved along, but it's it's certainly not uh, completely embraced and. You know, we we need the uh, uh, 
uh, you know, the uh, the council fully behind us. You know, we we, we need the uh, signage on the oval. You know, it has to be embraced that this is Werribee Football Club and this is uh, Werribee's home ground and this you're welcome, come here and all, all of those things because if we can be seen as a leader in the community and uh, and we can help people, whether it's, you know, it's Are You OK Day, if it, you know, all of those things that uh, a great club can do to um, uh, open pathways to communication and uh, understanding and uh, teamwork, uh, it can all be built around that oval and uh, around our club. And uh, we need, uh, you know, inventive and uh, uh, people with uh, great uh, inspiration around the uh, the uh, council level and the and the local government level to say, wow, we're only really scratching at the surface at uh, Werribee and uh, at Werribee Football Club, and we can use that club to uh, to be a, uh, a forerunner and a front runner for all our community activities and a, a real draw card to uh, uh, to get the community even closer together. How have you felt that uh, you've been embraced by the the city of Wyndham? When you say me, are you saying me as yeah, you, myself you as, or the you, club? You, no, you as, you as an individual. <clears throat> Look, every time I walk down the street, I I would have thirty people come and talk to me about our club and what we've done and how they uh, it makes them proud and that's exactly what I uh, I love uh, whether it's the uh, the coffee shop people whether it's the uh, uh, you know sitting out front of chatterbox it's uh, it's wonderful there you know but uh, you know, I, the, the local police people they they know who we are and talk about how we're going and you know I, I just love the uh, the opportunities and obviously uh, Get down to Hoppers down at uh, Land Holden down there with uh, Tino and Paul and Mark, and you know they they are so uh, so proud to be part of our club and uh, and proud to be part of the uh, the community, and uh, you know we look forward to uh, more and more uh, you know involvement from uh, from all the uh, the leading um, you know um, potential sponsors in in the, in the area. So you can see the value of being part of a great club, and you know I think it can be a great club. But uh, again, uh, if you read the Star Weekly a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know I talked about. I just feel like uh, the Peter, people of Wyndham and uh, Werribee just feel almost a little ashamed or a little embarrassed about what they've got. And I think we need to celebrate because there's so many great things. You know, with the, the racing carnival coming up and how many people are going to be down at the Werribee Racetrack and then there's going to be the, the polo and then there's, uh, you know, the use of the marina and all the great things that are happening around the uh, the market gardens down there. You know, I, I just see wonderful potential, the use of the river, uh, and that's without even talking about the zoo, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, that's almost... The last thing everyone knows about the zoo, but I don't know all the other great things in the What uh, what's been the most satisfying part of the uh, the twenty nineteen season for you? Uh look, working with uh, 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 Stu Bellick, uh, you know, he's been a wonderful Mark Helen and and you know us three, I suppose, is the main uh, full time people being able to uh, work so closely together and get such a, a great rapport and and uh, and. And all drive in the same direction um, under the guidance of you know Martin Carter and the, the board. But you know, 
the day to day is uh, where it is, and uh, you know. We, we can talk all our values of community and driven and, and care, but uh, we have to reflect it and we have to show that it's happening. And for me, it's, it's just building and building. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think it was taking a, a fair step in the right direction. Uh, we've still got a few steps to go to uh, to be as good as Williamstown and Port Melbourne because they keep uh, doing it year after year. And uh, we, we can't just uh, be appearing in finals one year out of the blue. What's uh, what's top of your wish list for uh, 2020? Um, uh, you know, it, it would certainly be um, around, uh, you know, embracing the community, getting more of the community involved in our club. It's, it's too much of, uh, oh, they're not allowed to come in the door. And uh, as I said, the door is completely open. And, you know, we, we need volunteers. We need people that uh, want to be uh, part of it. They want to come and help. They want to... Uh, they want to find, uh, you know, what are the great things that happen when you uh, you know, devote yourself in, into a club and you're uh, fully immersed uh, in, uh, you know, the, the winning and the uh, competition and the uh, and the, uh, the com- camaraderie of uh, what a great team is. Mark, thank you very much for your time on this uh, season review podcast. We appreciate it and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy what uh, whatever the off season uh, <laughs> divvies up to you in terms of uh, getting a bit of time away from the footy club and enjoying it with your family. Yeah, once again, I, I, want, I want to thank all our supporters. You know, it's been great to see them at the, at the games and fantastic they came down to Port Melbourne to watch the the finals and uh, you know get back on board right away. Uh, I'm sure you can uh, start to sign up and think about. Who else you can bring down to the club? Uh, because a big club is a is a fun club to be at. On the Big W podcast, it is our season in review part two. You've heard from the senior coach. Now here from the skipper of the side, Michael Sotomarco, who joins me. Hello, Sods. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Kev. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you've you've had a chance to have kind of about you know four or five days without training, without uh, I, I guess thinking about footy. So uh, you're feeling refreshed, or you kind of still got that thing in the back of your head going, ooh. Oh, mate, absolutely. It's, it's funny. Uh, I haven't really had four or five days without thinking about footy because it's still sort of mulling over the, the loss and everything like that, which is um, disappointing. I think one of the boys asked me after the game. Does it feel like um, you know the, the other prelim loss that I've played in and, and a couple of other finals campaigns? And I said, oh, you know, honestly, it actually feels like the worst one because it feels like our best chance to yeah. win it. Um, feels like we've really let it slip. Um, and yeah, you know, we're just so full of confidence that we, uh, yeah, unfortunately, don't get the chance to test ourselves on the you know the hardest two games of the year, the being the prelim and the granny, but. Um, oh well, we pick ourselves up and we uh, keep trudging. Yeah, uh, and what is it about uh, when Werribee plays uh, Essendon that they're always nail-biting bloody finishes, especially when they're on television? Yeah, I don't know. Actually, it's happened the last couple of times, hasn't yeah. it? Um, I guess both teams are pretty quick with their balls, I suppose, which I um, I guess that sort of lends itself to an, an attacking sort of type of game. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think sometimes maybe just match up in a certain way and you end up with some good games, but um, but I, sh- I should say full credit to um, to Essendon because as much as we're disappointed because we thought we could have could have won, but at the end of the day, the uh, the best team wins is you know the one that's in front on the scoreboard at the end of the day. So um, they go through with a with a good chance against Willie this week. 
Uh, went from uh, went from that emotion to uh, to the uh, the Liston Trophy and uh, and the way that night panned out was uh, was quite spectacular in many ways for the club. Yeah, it was um, it was fantastic, wasn't it? We had a really good night. So obviously Tommy Gribble picking up the, the big the big award being the Liston, um, which is a, a great result. He's had a fantastic year and um, yeah, really been working hard in his game and probably added um, some goal kicking to his game this year. He's kicked, kicked a lot of goals and, and got forward and been dangerous. So. I guess maybe that's the, uh, the swinging factor because he had a very similarly similar year numbers wise last year and pulled two votes. So yeah. maybe that maybe that was the swinging factor that all of a sudden caught the eye of the, the umpires. Well, um, maybe, and obviously and, yeah. And, and maybe at the end of last year they had a look at the, his possessions. They hadn't given him many votes and thought maybe we should look at this bloke more carefully next year. And well, that's that's a good call because it probably does take a couple of seasons. Something you carry out in the AFL should have probably won two before he won his first one. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's a bit of that factor in it too. Um, from a personal point of view, you look back on the season, uh, you as a player, forget about being captain and forget about the results. Are you happy with uh, your own performance during the year? Uh, yeah, parts of it, yeah. A bit up and down. Um, some injuries didn't help because it sort of set me behind the eight ball fitness-wise and then sort of takes a couple of weeks to, to get going again. And um, and then unfortunately, when I, as soon as I sort of started to get going again, I... I um, would have a little injury setback, and I'll be sort of back to square one again. So, yeah, an up, up and down kind of year. Um, defensively, though, you know, the one thing I sort of always hang my hat on is that even if I'm not playing um, as well as I can with the ball, um, defensively, usually my bloke's not getting much of it. So, um, I still felt like I did that pretty well. I think I only had, from memory, and this might be a bit of selective memory, I think I only had a goal kicked on me all year directly. Right. So, that was, that was my own fault for getting caught holding the ball in the goal square. So, it's, um, yeah, one of those things. Um, but yeah, yeah. Obviously, we'll um, yeah have a, have my review with Choco and Stewie next week and see how we go. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, the team performance during the year. I mean, uh, Tommy mentioned it uh, in his speech. Uh, we're, most games for the year we were competitive, and every game for the year we only really lost one quarter really badly against Port Melbourne. I think was when they they dacked us in one game. But overall, been pretty uh, even performance from the side. Had as captain of the side, uh, how did you feel about the performance of the team during the season? Yeah, uh, yeah, unbelievably proud. And it's a, <laughs> I was talking after the game how it's such a shit word to hear after a final because it means stuff all um, in a certain respect because it still means you've lost. But um, that is just the overwhelming feeling you know I've got looking back on the year. Um, I think if you take us back to the start of pre-season, there was obviously um, huge turnover, coaches, players, you know, staff behind the scenes. It was it was massive. So. If you could put us into a situation where you say your biggest loss for the year would be 17 points, you'd finish fifth, um, and you know be right in the hunt for a, for a prelim final spot, you'd, you'd no doubt you'd say it's a successful season. Um, and I think, yeah, the, the thing to be most proud of is that we, like you said, we really only had one quarter that we just didn't show up. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been the, the the big improvement. And I think that's the exciting thing going forward because. Young teams often you get the uh, the up and down, you get the you know the good, and then you get the, the bad, whether um, you know mentally or whatever or whatever it is, um, doesn't quite show up. And I think what this hopefully means is that we sort of push through that um, that space uh, where we have been a young team and a developing team, and now we're starting to see blokes with four years, five years experience at VFL level. We've all played a lot of footy together, starting to really gel, and um, hopefully that will lead to some you know more consistent performances and. As a Sandy right now, for me, I would think, you know, obviously a little bit to play out with the draft and everything like that, but our realistic goal should be um, push for that top four spot 
Um, and then, you know, you give yourself a little bit of wiggle room in the final series. And that's the that's a challenge. And, and Choco talked about that earlier in the podcast. The challenge is now to not make that a flash-in-the-pan effort that, uh, you know, uh, oh, yeah, we got to a, a, a final series in uh, in 2019, but then we dropped off the face of the earth in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, obviously, um, there is, like you said, there's a, a lot of water going on the bridge and you don't want to be a flash-in-the-pan. I'm sort of looking at, you know, the reactions of all the boys and... Um, yeah, everyone's really burning. Everyone's really hurting about the result on the weekend. And I sort of take it as a good sign. Um, and everyone knows that we would have had, you know, the potential. And, and potential doesn't necessarily mean we win, but we had the potential to knock off Willie next week. So, um, you know, it feels like we've, we've sort of given away a spot in the granny. Um, and I think, yeah, obviously, um, still pretty raw at the moment. But I, I think that, that feeling is a good one because hopefully what it means is that we, we come back in... November to training and um, start all the hard work again. Is it a is it a really different footy club? I mean, a lot of the people talk a lot about what goes on inside the four walls, and you've been at the footy club now since you know two thousand and ten. So uh, you've seen you've seen change, and you've seen consistency with uh, John Lamont being in the in the chair for a long time, and now a big upheaval with Choco coming in, and as you mentioned, other coach, other new coaches as well, and other new staff. Does it feel like a different club to you in, in some ways? But, I mean, it's obviously still the Werribee Footy Club, but does it feel different? Um, yeah, it, it feels different and the same, if that makes sense. So there's, yeah. there's some things that have carried all the way through since my time at, at Werribee, and, and probably the biggest one is just the lack of um, egos in the in the change room. Since my day one, we've always had a very, um, I guess, even sort of playing group. There hasn't been a hierarchy and everyone gets along really well, which is, which has always been great. Um, the changes, obviously, are the, are the obvious ones. We've gone from half a line to fully aligned to standalone to new facility um, to no development league. So it is a very different place. Um, and, you know, even just things like, like club functions and things are harder to organise now because you've got guys who are, you know, playing local footy and got all their own local team functions to organise and things like that. So that, that has been a lot different, the, the sort of social side, I guess, of it. Um, but no, there's still there's a you know, there's a lot of similarities, and, and hopefully, what all the past players see when they when they turn up and watch is um, they're always going to see a team that's that's big on endeavour, um, doesn't throw the towel in, and, and hopefully enjoys that sort of hard contested stuff. Um, so that's that's what I've sort of definitely tried to, to promote, um, you know, with the boys, and um, I think that's remained pretty constant throughout. So. I guess that's you know I'll look sort of look back on that and be really proud of that. And I'm not being critical of the blokes who were, who wore the jumper when they were on a, a North Melbourne list, but there is a there is a difference in in having a a Werribee jumper on your back when you're a North Melbourne listed player than there is having a Werribee jumper on your back when you're a Werribee listed player. Has that uh, has that made an impact on the on the whole group and the, and the club as a as a unit that you've seen over the last twelve to eighteen months? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and. I've, you know, I've said this a couple of times before. It's nothing against the, uh, the North Melbourne blokes, but it's it just where he is at their club until they, you know, obviously they decide to sign here. It does, like Dan Nielsen, Dan Nielsen has for us this year. But ultimately, their loyalty should be with North Melbourne because that's that's the club and that's who's paying them and, and all those kind of things. So that might only be for some players that might make a one percent difference. For other players, it might make a ten percent difference. But that all adds up, and we're playing a pretty high level of sport, so. Um, the margins are pretty small. Um, so one of the big things um, that we've always 
done well since I've been standalone the last couple of years is really drive that care for, for the club and everything like that. Um, and what it means for us now is that hopefully we retain, you know, I would say, 90% of the, of the list going the next year. Um, and we can we can actually learn from this finals defeat because next time we, we line up in the finals, it'll be very much the same squad. Whereas in previous years, um, you know, there'd be delistings, there'd be changes in when we're you know, half along, there'd be changes in the alignment so we get different players and you'd sort of lose that um, carryover effect of the, of the lessons. You'd almost be starting again each year. Yep. Um, so I think that's that's the biggest advantage for me. We, we can just build on year upon year upon year. And from a, I guess from a club cultural point of view, the fact that uh, that anyone who kind of falls off off uh, the list now falls off as a Werribee player and becomes a Werribee past player, whereas you've had over the last 10 years or so since the alignment was in, you've got blokes who've played 50 games for us who were never actually on our list. Uh, you know, I yep. think Shane Burses and, the, and those blokes who played a lot of games for the Werribee Footy Club but were never actually Werribee Footy Club people. They're not, they're not part of the culture. But now that culture is now being built with the players who come through the system. And when your time finishes, uh, you'll, be a, you'll be there with Tegan Henderson and Simon Atkins and all those names. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the little measurements you can use, the easy metric for that is the number of 100-game players that we've got at Werribee. And I think next year, we were sort of chatting about it the other day, there'll be um, at least three of us playing 100 games where in previous years, it's been a bit of a once-in-a-blue-moon type thing that yeah, someone absolutely. sneaks through to 100. So I think hopefully what we'll see is we'll see you know, guys like Matt Hanson will um, hopefully end up breaking the game's record and, and things like that. And we'll start to build a bit more of a richer Werribee history. Yep. Um, so all of a sudden, our game's record won't be, um, I think it's a 130-odd with, uh, with Rob Costello, yep. which is a fantastic effort to do that in a line club. But at a standalone club now, I think realistically, we should be pushing that up towards 200. Um, and hopefully, just a lot more 100-game players um, who really, the big one for me is there's a constant sort of narrative about VFL footy that, you come there and you have a go, and then when you when you want to play with your mates, you go back to local footy. Yeah. And for me, I want to change that narrative to well, my you know, Werribee's my club, and my mates are at Werribee, so I'm staying there to play with my mates. Yeah. Um, which I think, if you listen to the Williamstown boys talk about Williamstown and, and the Port Melbourne boys talk about Port Melbourne, that's that's how they frame it. Um, it's always about the great friendships they've made at the club, and and you know they want to keep that going. So I think that's what we can um, we can work towards now, which is exciting. Um, uh, your relationship with Mark Williams uh, has that been a, a good one for you for this uh, this uh, 2019 season? Yeah, yeah, it's been. Um, it's it's funny how you don't realise how comfortable you are until something changes. And, and me and Johnny were um, extremely tight, and you know, without sort of trying to, we, we just thought very similarly. So we both sort of knew what each other was thinking, and um, a lot of the time. And, and then when when Choco came in, all of a sudden it was like that sort of little comfort zone was taken away from me. Um, and it was a good, it was a good experience for me to just remind me of what the young blokes must go through when they first come to the club, yeah. and what I might think is just stock standard and you know not intimidating. Becomes all of a sudden that changes when you when you've got a new coach and you don't exactly know what they're thinking and things like that. And um, but no, look, I've really I've really enjoyed it. Um, he's got a great footy mind. Um, and he's got a, a knack for giving blokes confidence without um, letting them be complacent, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, and yeah, so it's been it has it's been it's been really good. Um, and he's a he's a fantastic coach. Um, 
one-on-one, sit down and have a chat with him. He's always got time for you. Um, and he's, um, yeah, he's, br- he's brutally honest, which is good. Yep. Because you know where you stand. Um, yep. But you always leave you always leave the conversation with him feeling like you've got the ability to do you know, what he's asking, essentially, which is which is good. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a knack, isn't it? You, it's, it's a very, very interesting uh, uh, personal uh, knack, uh, personal kind of, uh, uh, I guess I'm trying to, Think of the word. Uh, it's an attribute that he's got that uh, that a lot of people don't have. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly right. So it's um, yeah, it's it's been it's been really good. It's been a really big learning year for me, um, which has been uh, initially it was a challenge for me because I was I was starting to get a bit older and the AFL career and things like that. And I was like, am I up for the am I up for the challenge? And then once I really sort of decided, no, nah, I'm going to take it on. Um, I've yeah thoroughly enjoyed it and, and yeah learnt a lot. Mate, uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy the off season for however long that is. As one of the older players, I guess, uh, Grib uh, mentioned in the uh, in the podcast the other week that uh, the older players get to come back a little later into the uh, into the preseason program. So I imagine you're one of those, are you? Yeah, well, I'm I'm going into my tenth year, so I reckon I should get long service leave. So <laughs> I might see if I can push it out to January. But uh, there we go. Mark Penelun, <laughs> Mark Penelun has just had a heart attack. You mentioned the word long service leave, uh, mate. Thanks for your time. Uh, well, well done on the season. Uh, led the led the side beautifully, and uh, look forward to 2020 now uh, with uh, with gusto. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. It is our Werribee Footy Club Big W podcast and it is the season review part two. Hope you've enjoyed it. My thanks to Mark Williams and to Michael Sotomarco for their time. Thanks once again uh, to all our guests who've given us some time during the year on the podcast. Uh, Go back and check any of them out at any time. Uh, There's plenty there to have a listen to from uh, season 2019. Looking forward to season uh, 2020. Thanks to our sponsors of the podcast, the Australian Building Company. Check out their display home. It's up at the uh, New Haven Display Village at Tarnit. Great quality, great prices, and a really good company to deal with, the Australian Building Company. Uh, Churnsides by the River, if you've got a Christmas function coming up or a party or a birthday, whatever it is, uh, check out the room, check out the prices, check out the packages, and I'm sure you'll be impressed. 97416688. Go to the Facebook page and you'll see uh, some of the parties that have been held there, some of the functions that have been held there. I'm sure your function would uh, would fit in there very nicely. Uh, Karaya Waste Management, been great supporters of the footy club now for a number of years. Uh, they're the people to talk to if you're after uh, some uh, waste management services. Uh, might be uh, what you need at the moment. Uh, check out their website, karayowm.com.au or give them a call on 1300 267 4696. And of course, if you're heading to the airport, if you're lucky enough to be going away on holidays and you need to go to the airport, uh, get your bags, get everything ready, and then jump on Skybus. So uh, they give you fast, frequent, and affordable transfers to uh, both the airports. So uh, three pickup points in uh, in the city of Wyndham. Uh, so uh, check that out. Just uh, Google Skybus, and uh, you'll get all the details there. Hope you've enjoyed the Big W podcast series. We look forward to uh, season 2020. Go the Big W.